0: welcome back everyone to the chuckle sandwich i'm the meat charlie Slimeskull here of course with ted
1: hey what's up i'm the butt pieces of bread on either end
0: and schlatt hey guys i'm the mayonnaise and not only that not only that but again today the sandwich grows believe it or not uh we also have here a special guest Gus johnson Yeah! Yeah.
2: Yay! Thank God. I'm glad I do not have to be the mayo. That's the worst part of the sandwich. Whoa, whoa, we're getting there. We're getting there.
0: Gus is talking. (laughs) Mario!
2: Mayo accomplishes one thing it makes the sandwich more moist. It does not add to the flavor, it does not detract the flavor.
0: It's shit! It's shit! We're get, we're, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into how, how wet we want the sandwich for a good hour. Uh, but Gus is, a, Gus is a YouTube comedian. He's got 3 million subscribers. He's also a musician, a filmmaker, and a fellow podcast host over on the Gus and Eddie podcast. Um, but I've got one more question for him on what he is. Gus, what part of the sandwich are you?
2: Oh, dude, Ooh. I'm so glad you asked. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now. I am a horseradish mustard, okay? Not any of that golden shit, none of that spicy brown, I'm a horseradish mustard. Oh, interesting.
0: Okay, can I you verbalize so, Can you verbalize
2: your tang? My tang? Here's your tang. First of all, talk about a lasting tang, okay? Whether you like it or not, the impact that I make on this sandwich is gonna be with you for hours, weeks after this, Ooh, okay? We, it's oh, a genius. It's a pungent, potent, wasabi-esque sting in the back of your throat. It's gonna permeate every taste bud and infect you from within. That's my taste.
1: Gus, if you had to say what sort of sound that, like, for instance, um, rappers, they make a sound sometimes in between their, uh, their verses. If you had to associate a sound from a rapper with this tang that you are speaking of, what type of sound would that be?
2: <laughs> Straight up. The, uh, uh, not a rapper, rather, but another, another man of culture, another artist. It would be a ka Oh, okay. Mm. Lightning McQueen. First one. Yeah. He's a Fast guy, so I figured. You know.
1: Lightning McQueen is really fast, and we wish we we wish we could have Lightning McQueen on the podcast, but unfortunately, we, to we had, we had to settle. Instead, we man. had to settle for Gus Johnson.
2: <laughs> if you if you kept him in one enclosed recording studio for too long, uh, the fumes of his car would asphyxiate <laughs> himself. So that's a no go. Yeah,
1: because he's a.
0: <laughs> you speak. You speak as if from experience as well on this.
1: It's like it's like <laughs> instead of heart disease, the number one death in if for the. the The creatures in cars is carbon monoxide poisoning.
0: (laughs) They just go inside and they die. Which definitely also implies that they do need to breathe. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know.
1: There are a lot of strange implications in the Cars universe that I think nobody really wants to fully explore.
0: They
2: never figured out the health parameters. I'm just just trying to draw on the lines. What's metal and what's flesh? I don't know. The cars and cars
3: just fucking die sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Too much carbon monoxide. Get away from my sandwich. Like, Dude, I made a sandwich before the show and had like 90% of my time with the sandwich has been
2: pushing the goddamn cat away from it. Well, you make a hell he of a sandwich just keeps then. coming back up. I feel good about that. You I'm not make chuckling him a mini. right now. You got to make him a mini one. You know, they make the mini food for hamsters and shit. You got to give him one of those and give him a little Instagram account and say, go off, be an influencer. Go eat that over there. He's and trying he's to...
1: Remember you. how we talked about, like, how cats, when they walk on uh, keyboards, they're doing mirroring. Maybe he's trying to mirror you. He's trying to take a nice bite of that sandwich. That's a good point.
0: He's trying to hoag it up. Oh, he, knows what sho- he knows what show he's on.
1: Schlatt's very interesting. <laughs> I feel like
0: I don't... I- oh, go ahead.
1: Schlatt's very interesting because I've never seen someone who has... Celebrated his cat so much, and yet the only thing I hear about of his <laughs> out of his mouth in regards to his cat is just absurdly
3: negative.
0: <laughs> he's an asshole. Like, while, he, while he's cuddling it as well, you know, oh, what an ass! He gets the behind fuck? the ear a little. He <laughs>
3: just can't take note for an answer, and yeah. I don't feel the need, Gus. I respect what you said, but I don't feel the need to pimp out my cat with an Instagram account or anything. I don't think he said that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's yeah, for your own good It's not even for the good of the internet It's to protect you and your sandwich eating time No, well listen
3: I don't feel like I need to make a profit on this thing Because wow. I got him this, for zero dollars
0: This thing <laughs> <laughs> this There was,
3: There was no overhead with the adoption process of this kitty Because he had ringworm He was a sick cat I took him in I rescued him I adopted him I gave him a better life uh, And...
2: And he should start providing is what I'm hearing, right? Maybe he needs to post for some photos. So how
0: does he, yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe he's got to pose is. for some photos. <laughs> for you know? audio listeners, it shows. That it's just a gnarled beast crawling <laughs> around him right now.
1: You happen to have a pet of your of your own, Gus, right? You've got Eva, I believe yeah, is the I name. Yeah, got a dang little dog. She's a 12-year-old cheweenie How did you get this said cheweenie of Eva so- fame?
2: Oh, dude, she was, uh, that was Sabrina's dog when she was growing up, and uh, her mom was taking care of Eva for a few years, and since the pandemic started, we just uh, took over this dog, and now she's she lives with us,
1: you, we have full ownership of her. That's such an interesting way to <laughs> say that, took we took over the, over the dog. dog. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> you conquered Eva. <laughs> yeah, we've got the old, uh, we got the sign-off rights or whatever, you know? Yeah, but you so you bought out all the shares. <laughs> yeah, over fifty percent
0: at least. Fifty-one, fifty-one percent, fifty-one percent of the
1: company. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gus Johnson, you, you, how was your, how's your pandemic going so far? I mean, you, you were talking about, you know, you took over this dog from the from the pandemic, but you, you know, you've it's been a it's been a full year at this point almost since this pandemic started. So, how was this for mm-hmm.
3: you?
2: Well, nothing else scuttling around so far. We might have termites, but we're like, hey, uh, you know, we're probably only gonna be in this place for a year, so maybe we just go, hey, you know, on this
0: one. <laughs> but uh, so we got shout those out, guys. boys. <laughs> yeah, shout out, you know, get in there.
2: Just keep it, keep it behind the drywall, boys. Okay, that's all I ask. Uh, so anyway, we're doing that. I don't know, quarantine's been alright, it's been, that's the thing is it's either been the greatest thing in the world where it's like, oh my god, I'm reconnecting with an old friend, or I'm making a new connection, or here's a new game, or now, hey, everyone's trying to do online stuff, so maybe I can punch up a little bit with some traditional media people and get them involved with what I'm doing, like those are some positives, but then also sometimes you have the worst fucking day of your entire life.
0: And it's just a little trade
1: off. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, that's a really good way to put it. It's, it's a lot of it is just trading off certain stuff. Um, yeah, and
0: sometimes but, they ask you to come on the Chuckle Sandwich Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh no, oh feeling, you yeah, boy, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, son of a bitch,
1: you motherfucker. But you've been, um, you've been kind of like exploring new mediums in a way in the quarantine. You started doing Twitch streaming more. Did you just start Twitch streaming and, during the pandemic? Is this the
2: Yeah, I think it was last March, so I just did a year of it for the first time now. Oh, congratulations.
0: Cons- Thank you, uh, sir. Consistently as well? Cool. Yeah, pretty
2: consistently, you know, like I'd fluctuate from doing every single day for maybe a week and a half and then maybe yeah. take a week off and but uh for the most part, yeah, I am kicking myself for not having fucking started it sooner though. God damn, like it's so fun and it's such It's just like turbo mode networking with some people, too. Like, you meet people where it's like, I've known that dude for years, right? and I just want to say hi, and now I can just pop in because they're playing Jackbox and just go, hey, what's going on? And then we can start a dialogue. So it's like, it's so cool. I've not seen that on YouTube or anywhere else before, so.
1: That seems to be kind of like the way that a lot of networking happens within the gaming world, too, of like like the Mm -hmm. YouTube gaming world in general, because... I mean, you, you're you generally a more, like, in-person sort of content creator with your, like, sketches and stuff. But so I can definitely see how, like, that's a whole new world for you of, of, you know, going online. And then it's, like, all these people who just kind of, like, exist online. So it's, like, as long as you have, like, oh, she knows him and he knows him, you know, you can make that connection yeah. pretty easily.
2: Dude, yeah. It's so strange transitioning to online stuff. So, like, I love it. And it's really nice for uh, – it, it's just convenient during a pandemic and stuff. Yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, usually the way it goes, it's like, you know, you got a dude that you want to have in a sketch, and you say, come on over, and you shoot outside for like 45 minutes, and it's like, you want to go get some ramen or something? Maybe get some Bud Light and just play some Smash or something, you know? Like, that's how I love doing it, but uh, looking forward to reconnecting with that kind of shit. Yeah, Indeed.
0: What's a uh, what's a fun one, like a fun little networking thing that's happened online or because of Twitch in this past sort of year? Oh,
2: dude. Well, I mean, T-Pain was like, <laughs>
0: dude. There you go. T-Pain,
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and it was one of those ones where I was so pleasantly surprised because not that it's a bad thing at all, but sometimes you'll have somebody, re- you know, reach out and be like, hey, what's going on, man? Love your shit. Like, let's do something. And then they kind of bounce. And it just you know? never it happens. Was like, it was yeah. A, and, which is fine, and I, I'm not, like, I don't take it personally, because, you know, I, I respect where it's just, like, sometimes you want to, like, link up with somebody doing something cool, and you can't entertain, like, a long-term, like, friendship or, like, a series of public connections and shit, sure, but, sure. like, like for example, I, I, I do some shit with Comedy Central on the side, and, like, two years ago, I had a in-public person, like bit idea at South by Southwest. Gotcha. And I talked to comedy central. I was like, could you give me like a celebrity for a, like a joke thing? And they, they're like, we got Creed and Todd Packer and Oscar from the office. Who do you want? And I was like, Oh, like I'll love to shoot with Oscar. And like, he showed up to, to the shoot and stuff. And was like super fucking chill and, and went out of his way to like, look up ahead of time and be like, uh, hey I saw your cat video Really funny stuff <laughs> you know like the kind of like oh, oh I can tell you jump through the, yeah, hoops the nice of cordiality. networking
0: stuff yeah <laughs> exactly
2: so it's like something like that but that's like I obviously understand I'm never gonna hear from him again you know until our paths potentially cross in an unrelated sure. thing later on but sure. Separate from that, like, a T-Pain, though, like, that dude fucking reached out and was just so overwhelmingly sweet on the podcast and stuff and said he'd been, like, watching our shit and supporting us for years and stuff. And then has since then, like, raided multiple times and, like, just been tweeting back and forth and shit. And, like, I went on his his Twitch stream show, like, two weeks ago and we talked for four and a half hours and just got super drunk and shit. And I'm just like, it is, that was really fucking cool. Like, a dude that you listen to and and have been supporting for a while. And that then, must be
1: so crazy, especially because T Pain was, you know, when we were growing up. I mean, T Pain, he was releasing all these songs. It was, songs. T-Pain, yeah. it was oh fucking T Pain. I mean, that's gotta ridiculous. be yeah. Because I I feel like a lot of the time with what we do, it's like we all I feel like internally view ourselves as like D-list celebrities. So it's like we we don't, but like <laughs> a little so lie, but... so interacting with like someone who was like that I don't know. I guess I could say, like, real celebrity. I mean, what is even a real sure. celebrity these days? When you've got, like, Addison yeah. Rae and Charlie D'Amelio doing shit like that and going on Jimmy Fallon. But, I mean, it, that that must have been fucking walking on air.
2: It was really cool. Yeah, it, it's really cool, and it, and it still feels like it's very new to me to see those lines blurring, mm-hmm. you know? Like... Yeah. It, and it was so, you know, it was so interesting to me too. And like, I hope this doesn't sound like I'm saying it with any sense of like an air of superiority at all. But I just found it so interesting where especially top of the pandemic when a lot of traditional media people were transitioning to like doing Twitch streaming and a bunch of shit, like for the first time ever. Yeah. Something just really perspective bringing to see like oh I know that guy you know yeah. X person has yeah. like I've seen his TV show for ten years or whatever right and now he's streaming on Twitch and there's like seventy people watching him yeah I, mean, I, I have you know? more
3: people than than he yeah does than on this
2: guy like, and it's, it's, and it's a and weird I'm like. Thing. Exactly. And you're like, I look at that guy and still in my brain, I'm like, well, that guy's like, he's in there, you know, like, he's doing shit. That's a celebrity and stuff. And I'm right. like, I really don't think of myself as that. I really don't think any of us really think of that, you know, but then you'll see that kind of thing. I don't know. It's just it's interesting. I hope that didn't sound do. No, it you know didn't it? at that's all. It, I think
1: it I think it definitely is a win for like us content creators to like see that. But I think the main difference and the reason for that probably is is because, you know, they've got all these people, they've got their manager, their agent and stuff, a lot of their mm-hmm. fame is sort of tied to the companies that will promote whatever they're in, if it's like a movie or something like that, whereas, you know, our audience is directly tied to our social media accounts, and it's like, that's just, yeah. it's, uh, it's a lot more just like A to B than like, whereas a celebrity, they've got like all of these things, and you know, they've they're also got true. social media, but it's like, yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying, though. That is it, it is a, like a kind of a good feeling because it's like, hey, well,
2: <laughs> and it's, it's really weird, too, because and again, this year is illuminated more than any other year for me. But it seems like we're in this weird pocket with just culture and technology catching up with traditional media where there's a lot of overlap of like the people that are customarily in both camps mm-hmm. want what the other people have. So there's a lot of opportunities for overlap because you have these traditional guys that especially, you know, when their feet are to the fire in a pandemic are like, you know, I can't show up to the CBS set or whatever, like fucking this week. You know, I got to play Warzone or something like that, you know? And I'm like,
0: hey, I'd love to even... Can I just be a PA one day on a TV hey see set? my cat video? <laughs> yeah, did you see my fucking cat video? Oscar said
2: it was funny, man. Can I be uh, So it's like you have that, and it's like... It's exciting if you, if you know how to put yourself out there in the right way but not be right. a fucking overbearing prick, you know? It's yeah. like a lot... You can have a lot of, like, cups pouring into each other in terms of, like, collaborations and shit, so...
0: I think it, I think it changed both how sort of, you know, our sphere views traditional media and uh, definitely how traditional media views our sphere, um, mm-hmm. which I think I was talking to, I don't remember if it was you or Eddie at, at some point um, about you'd kind of had like a rocky relationship uh, with, with traditional media. We had talked about sort of how hard it is to get your foot in the door and get taken seriously as like an influencer on YouTube, right? Um, and now mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost been flip-flopped a little, right, with the pandemic and, and where people's engagement is.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, and especially from an individual perspective, it's like if you are the person that's accustomed to being on front, in front of the screen, if you're used to showing up and getting, you know, having a fucking makeup chair and, and, and craft services and shit and just hopping in front of the camera and doing your hey, baby, don't touch that dial. Everybody loves Rainbow, be right back kind of shtick, you know? Like you're you don't realize like, oh fuck, when I can't do that, I have to like buy a what is a Elgato? What the fuck is streamlight? What is, you know, <laughs> That's like you fucking know? cat in Spanish. What the heck's going on here? I got one of those.
3: He don't stream Zelda. <laughs> Would you Zelda, a right? couple, I remember seeing a couple weeks ago, Snoop Dogg got really pissed at his <laughs> Dude, game of Madden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes, Man, fuck this. And he and he walks away. Yeah, he just and leaves it Like eight fucking hours later, the dude walks back. He walks back and he's like, "I saw this." <laughs>
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, and you know why? I don't even know the guy, and I know the answers because
2: I've seen him on fucking Howard Stern saying, Yeah, I got a dude that rolls blunts for me, and he's on <laughs> payroll. Do you think that guy's accustomed to shutting down Streamlabs and shit? No, you does not know how that shit works. He's saying, Put me in the chair, place, okay, put the controller in my hand, okay, Madden mode activate. You know, like that's how he works. I've also seen, there's nothing wrong with I've that. I've seen, it's like, different. several
1: videos of him just, like, Going after EA too. Whenever the servers are down, it's <laughs> yeah. just like he's just like, "Hey, EA specifically, the whole company. This is yeah. soup dog Fuck you <laughs> and fuck your servers.
2: I'm pissed." <laughs> he's I always, I always behind
0: the, the screen <laughs> taking notes. Yeah,
2: he's always like your uncle in his fucking to- uh, Toyota Tacoma too, like looking down at the street, like, "EA, you need to fix your fucking servers right fucking <laughs> He's just <laughs> grumbling <laughs> low angle shit. Like,
1: I love um, that kind of stuff, but oh yeah. So, anyway. do you think that you know, with all of this like media crossing each other, do you think that like the pandemic was sort of like maybe a little bit of a, a little bit of the kindling, a little bit of a fire start, a little bit of the match on the uh, on the gas for maybe like a larger kind of movement of like all of these lines being blurred to the point where it's just like anyone can be anything as long as you have a following kind of situation. I mean, or is I would it just hope gonna so. it back?
0: I, don't
1: know. I mean, don't know. that's a good point. too. do you too? I- Well, because Addison Ray. Is going to be in the
2: "She's All That" remake? Really? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! That's I don't funny. know if I'm allowed to say this, uh, but I, I'm sure it wasn't because I didn't get the gig. Uh, but I—that is hilarious, by the way. And I would—that's a great opportunity for her. But I got an audition for the remake of. Uh, the fucking, what's the show? I didn't watch it at the time. It's on Nickelodeon. It was a sketch show. Um, it had the, the, the orange guy with that red text in his mouth. Oh, what the fuck is that? What are you
0: talking
2: about? Oh ta- no. Dude, know what, you're what am about I talking now? about? I, I'm I, have no idea. I have no am giving you such fucking scant The orange guy? It's like, it was like a sketch show. Is it all that? It's all that.
1: All, all that.
2: Does that sound familiar?
1: Charlie,
3: you on that?
2: Is that what that shit is? i don't know I'm, but i'm, I, trying. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm trying, you didn't man. get it
3: because addison ray would kill that role you <laughs> just fucking start dancing
2: fuck i might be all that yeah, that's all why that 1994 anyway, sketch
0: comedy yeah
2: it it had little to do with the story and now i'm an old man getting hung up on was it april or was it may i think it was april because you know but anyway like i had an audition for those and i, I absolutely didn't get it uh but I didn't see a correlation in traditional media like auditions coming through for me personally. That's one single story, mm-hmm. but I would perhaps it's wishful thinking. I would hope that these worlds blend together. And I do think that there is an absolute symbiosis between people in traditional media and new media and shit. But I like to think that it's really good for people like us. Yeah. Too. You no, know? I, like I feel I like completely it's, a, agree. it's an easier environment to be like, Hey, you know, I've, Proven that I'm the mover and the shaker for everything I'm doing over here, you know, maybe give me a show, you know, or like maybe fucking buy a little like thing I'm writing or something like that. I'll punch up a script, you know, like hit me up, stuff like that, you know, like I I just feel like that like this helped facilitate that connection a little bit better. And I would hope that it comes to fruition. Right. But
1: I think, though, a bit of a caveat to like getting some sort of deal or show or whatever with one of these big companies is that if, if you prove that you're a mover and that you've got the knowledge to make things like that, you've got to, if you were to get involved, I feel like it may, and maybe this is just me just thinking I, I know better or some bullshit, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like if a content creator gets involved then they should definitely be like involved because I feel mm-hmm. a lot of the times I feel like companies kind of fall behind and make stuff that's super unrelatable. And like people don't understand. And they just expect that if, as long as you slap a because a lot of times i feel like they equate social media influencers just celebrities and if you just slap a name yeah. on something then that immediately makes it available and good
2: right i completely agree uh, it's it's i think that's the problem right now is it's like there's a lot of like kind of old guard people in traditional media that it's just like you got to wait for them to get flushed out of the system to really give have a newer batch of people to fully give the reins <laughs> nice way to like to say it. You know what I mean? Yeah, not like, now you do not going to die, you know, but maybe go to fucking Cabo on the weekend instead of showing up at the offices. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just get out of here. I don't know. Like, it feels like right now, I I mean, I've certainly seen that firsthand, you know, uh, like a number of times where it's just like, maybe somebody hits you up and they're, they, it seems like an interesting connection. You come in and they're just like, yeah, do you want <clears throat> to, you could probably post this. Like, you guys they like stuff you post something like that and it's just like they either just want to do promotion or something or they just want to stick you in something and it's like well no like i want to do something and and i feel like if you can extend some trust to me i've obviously established that i can kind of cultivate a following and at least do the work myself you know like yeah you the whole production
1: team essentially is what uh, is what we do we do everything
2: yeah so I mean I I don't know so I'm I'm seeing I feel like that's even been changing in the last 2 years like more people are willing to meet in the middle and trust and stuff and honestly like Comedy Central is a huge example for me, like, they started reaching out to individual creators on, like, YouTube and Instagram and stuff, Mm. and they picked a fantastic group of people that made sense, that they weren't just getting, like, oh, who's big, sort by top 50 channels, pick 10 of them, you know, like, they actually cut into, like, who's being featured on Reddit, and, like, who's getting Twitter action, stuff Mm -hmm. like that, and... And like that's an example of a company that seemed to be pivoting in like a smarter direction like that. Uh, but like I, I feel like it's changing is what I'm trying to say. I'm giving you too long of fucking answers here, but that's that's
0: what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, okay. You're the guest on the show, man. You're allowed to do that. It's it's funny with Comedy on Central on as well because I don't I don't know, I don't know how well Comedy Central is, is doing right now as well. I'm not sure if it's been on the up and up or
2: no. I mean that's the thing is it's really been fluctuating. That's and that's the problem right now. And, and I and I. Th- This, I don't think, reflects negatively on the people at all, you know, but I think that the biggest problem right now is with Comedy Central, they have put fantastic people in charge of the the ideation and the creation stuff. Their writers, their performers, their production team, genuinely some of the best people I've met personally and professionally. That's awesome. But – the problem is right now, I think, with a lot of these people is it's not fucking cost effective, you know? Right. Because the you understand, like views fluctuate like crazy online, you know? And yeah. if and if your overhead is so insane on so many shoots and stuff, it's you're just pissing money down the fucking drain. That's and why I the just animation feel like channels got killed. <laughs> exactly, dude. I feel like that's what's kind of catching up with them. So and again, that's not me fucking hedging my bets, but I don't think that like I want to speak very highly of the individuals over there, but from a corporate perspective I just can't see it being viable with how much fucking overhead there is with some of the shit. So I All don't know right. what the future of them or anybody else is, but that's the problem. It's like, give the reins and give the fucking
0: trust <laughs> and to these the individuals. Reason, that's the reason I ask as nothing. well, right? Uh, is because if something like Comedy Central were to be on the up and up just really hard, I think that a lot of traditional media would be like, oh shit. Um, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate it's fluctuating so much because I, I really Absolutely. think what people do need is like, you know the the old rats uh, <laughs> the <good thing laughs> you can see is a really yeah. good example of this of this working, right of people being given the reins for something on traditional media and having it working um, in order for them to even start to justify something like mm-hmm. this. and
1: I, and I also think that like one of the issues that um, comedy Central occasionally has a lot of these channels occasionally have where they have that huge amount of money that they spend on stuff is that it also doesn't really suit um like youtube's or what the audience is looking for when they go on youtube i think that like and i think that Mm -hmm. you specifically Gus, with your channel you kind of hit in this zone that i think has maybe maybe in turn helped you become so successful where your 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 sketches like the the ideas are really really solid and you and you go after the idea more so than like making it like a whole film set like you yeah you, you go out there and it's like more of like a I don't know, what what would the what would people call it? Share, re-
0: share your inner machinations with <laughs> us. What is, the, what is the creative process of Gus Johnson like Well, I mean like I mean, that's essentially it,
2: is it's like, it's the joke first every single time, and that should supersede everything, and if there's an obstacle in your way, especially, depending on the venue that you're putting it out in, I'm making an internet video, so if I think an idea is funny, I'm never going to get hung up on the budget, on a prop, on a piece of gear or something, I will find a workaround for it, so I can get it out quicker, and nine times out of ten, that's the better idea, you know, because it's more funny, or charming, or homegrown and shit. And I feel like if you lead in with that princi with those principles, you have a better final product of just like trying to make some clean, funny shit. Right. You know, and to tie it back to Comedy Central again, not that I, and again, I really don't feel as. Who's this guy? Thinking, He's got a, what has he got a heart on for Comedy Central? You- was, it, was he a television man? Was
1: he on <laughs> what, the big? What tube is he? Man? One of the suits?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> but I mean, like the thing is, I. When Comedy Central did their creator stuff and they started bringing in people like like myself and Trevor Wallace and Caleb City and stuff you know in person to shoot in their New York offices and stuff like we'd go out and we'd shoot sketches that were fucking hilarious, right. but they'd be all day sketches booked in downtown Manhattan at a fucking Airbnb Shit. there'd be three pas getting two meals worth of fucking food for fifteen people <sighs> you know and I'm like. Yep. I could shoot this myself in my room, you know? Like, the script is great. You've done 90% of the legwork, and it still looks good. But even, like, you could shoot it with the fucking skeleton crew, you know? And I don't... We don't need to be doing 10 takes of everything, like... And again, it's like, I'm happy to be here. I'm absolutely flattered. Everybody's wonderful. Yeah. I don't mind doing 15 takes of everything until the day's done because you're paying me to be here and I'm in New York <laughs> City and I'm working with fantastic people and stuff. Like, no complaints on my end, but it stresses me out vicariously through them because I'm like, dude, I see money being fucking burned right now. Yeah. Like. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. So Just fucking give Gus the camera. He'll film the whole thing and the, <laughs> that's, like as a well, selfie, you know? And
0: that's the thing
2: that I found, like as I worked with them further and I had more sketches released outside of the week and stuff, like they were they instantly just fully let me be like, Okay, what are you gonna shoot? Hey, this is the one sentence elevator pitch of that. Okay, send it in. You know, and I just go make it and give it to them. And I'm like, if like if more people would follow that, like really smart, like lead that they decided to do, it's like, I feel right. like you have a lot more success over the board. But that is really everyone's interesting. Everyone's pissing away overhead. I don't know, too,
1: because I, I remember actually seeing those specific ones that you filmed inside of your 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 old apartment. Like, yeah. Um, and I was like, this is really cool. I remember I do remember actually having that thought. I was like, oh, this is really cool. They just straight up let Gus do whatever the mm-hmm. fuck he wants. But that that was it, yeah. One of the questions I have is um like what's the most that you've ever spent on making a sketch? How much, like in terms
2: of monetary? <laughs> well, the funny <laughs> there's such a huge disparity cuz oh, yeah. the most, I'll tell you what, the second most I ever spent on a on a sketch was Imbiamba Jones, mm-hmm. truthfully now. <laughs> And it was exclusively How? because,
0: <laughs> you know why <laughs> I know. I, know. I,
2: I have not seen the
3: video, but I can <laughs> imagine what M.B.M. but <laughs> Bones is.
2: That's I, it. I, the I, blockbuster phenomenon, so, yeah. M.B.M. Exactly. Jones, <laughs> with so, a budget so. of seven billion dollars. <laughs> it is. You're not. You're not overthinking it, Schlatt. I just play Indiana Jones as if he were a child that didn't communicate verbally, but was kind of pouty and and indignant about wanting to participate and there was a there was a faceless character my my brother behind the camera that was trying to coax and like soothe me into doing the things like that that were staples in the movie you know like go careful you don't like the snakes you know and it was just the how did you even
1: think of that idea like was is that like was that a right original character was that like because i imagine that character of imbiaba jones was just like a bit you did in the living room at some point, or
0: did you open the Lost Ark and it came to you? <laughs> yeah, it was, that was
2: it, exactly it. Sh- I shot up in my brain. Uh, no, I honestly the the honest answer, and this is such a fucking stupid answer, is I got just mega drunk like one night, and I just <laughs> do it, and I mi- it. like I like mispronounced like Indiana Jones, and I just like it was so funny for me and Sven, my brother, like we just kept saying like Imbiampa Jones. And I woke up, and it seriously was. I woke up and I looked at my my draft sheet that I write all my ideas in. Sure. And I just woke up and the next morning because I check it because because ninety percent of the videos I write down are like right as I'm about to pass out at the end of the night as I've been like you know puffing and stuffing or whatever. And I'll just be like, hmm, here's just that's a good idea. <laughs> and I'll just like look at it the next day and be like, oh okay, that that's pretty good. So I woke up and I was just like. Bianca <laughs> said
3: no fucking idea.
2: And then I was like, all right, that sounds like a good one. So then we just, you know, we went and we shot the damn thing. But the only reason that cost so much is because, again, I was so impatient. I just wanted to film that thing. And I was just like, let's just fuck around and see what we get. And the only place we could find the costume was on a fucking Hollywood Boulevard costume shop where it was like 60 bucks for the jacket and 40 for the whip and 50 for the hat. And it's a fucking shitty nylon felt hat and stuff, you know, but so that's the only reason. So I think that was like close to 200 bucks and it was just because I got it at a fucking tourist trap shop on Hollywood Boulevard. And but that's the most expensive one. The second most expensive uh, one, I mean, and the most expensive video I ever made was the was the commentary video I did about the Office a year ago, uh, and that's just because I found that the that uh, Leslie David Baker, the dude that played Stanley on the Office, right, um, he's doing an unofficially unsanctioned, totally probably not cool, fucking NBC Universal uh, version off of his character uh, Stanley, called Uncle Stan, and he crowdfunded it. And it was, and uh, you know, I did a commentary video about it, but they had an egregious list of reward tiers that just were way overstepping in terms of like personal security and privacy and shit. And anyone for $10,000, you could sit in the writer's room, affect the script, be credited as a writer, and you would get to uh, be able to perform any original talent you want in the show, fucking anything. And you'd be like, in the show, so I so I paid ten thousand dollars and I bought that reward <laughs> tier. So I'm gonna in the next month or two, maybe we might even start filming. But I'm gonna be in the unofficial like uh bootleg knockoff fucking oh, office. The that's tire, that's freaking awesome, dude! You're gonna be so. Wait, have
1: you already been in the writers' room? Have you already done? No, the-
2: I haven't. Well, because it's like, and it's it's the thing is so fucking weird because it's just Leslie and. Some business partner that has like no public credits in terms of film production for what I've been able to find. So it's him and this guy who I'm not saying or assuming anything. You know, I hope this isn't some older actor getting taken advantage of from some guy trying to make a fucking quick buck on a name or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, perhaps it's a cohesive thing from what I've seen so far. It does not seem
0: like a cohesive vision uh, or or story or structure. That's where you there. step in. That's where is your, come is in, you come in. Your know? goal: betterment or sabotage. I well, truthfully,
2: <laughs> and I and I say this absolutely. You know, as I completely, if should the Stanley pe- listens, should they? If Stanley listens, yes, yeah, should they allow it? I intend to fully film and document everything, and I'm being straight up. Like I am not going in to be a saboteur one bit because I'm in a position right now, like just. Yeah. frankly speaking and maybe it's a little meta stepping back i can't lose in this position from a content perspective you, you know, know what you i mean can. you can't because you really can because and truthfully i'm not going to try to agitate anything i'm going in completely neutrally and i just want to yeah. document the process because it, when i say you know i can't lose it's it's here's the thing is if it's a disaster and if people are like really rude and it's terrible Gold mine, you gold know mine, I just sure. say honestly I don't have to inflate yeah. anything you know, and if it goes wonderful and people are sweet and I think it might have a chance gold mine gold you mine. know bada-bing, it's bada-bing, great bada-bing. either way yeah, if, then it's if an somewhat story dude that it's great because that that
3: reminds me of uh of when Marriott hotels uh lost power I moved in to uh to Texas the day of the snowstorm oh man and uh so my house was out of power when I moved and I rented with Marriott, you know, Mm -hmm. and I drive over to the hotel. I called them and I was like, Hey, you know, do you have power? And they said, yes. So I booked, drove over. They didn't have power. Mm -hmm. uh, So I couldn't stay there. I went up staying with a friend. And then I, they, I called them and I'm like, Hey, I couldn't stay there. We didn't have power. Can Mm -hmm. I get a refund? And they said, no. (laughs) And I tell, and I tell my, my parents this in a fit of rage. And they're like, what? Well, you, you just have to keep calling him. You have to harass Marriott to get yeah. your money back. And I'm like, no, I don't, because this is now content for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the money. I don't care that you know I, I wasted a couple hundred dollars and they didn't give it back. Because now I can put it in a video There's and a buy case. the domain fuckyoumarriott.com <laughs> and redirect it to pornhub.com gay and then tell Marriott employees to go there.
2: That's extremely so, hey, granular. You know? That's well, that's fantastic. just the thing that's just the thing too is it's like it, it it's it's always a good situation from like a commentary content perspective when yeah. you don't have to like create any problems. And I just came in yeah. here and it's like yeah. I didn't instigate anything, you know? Like you put this stuff up here and I'm checking it out. And even in my like comment, the initial commentary video where I have a little like sneak at the end, you know, I don't say whether or not I bought it and then it's an after credit scene or whatever. And I'm like, should I buy it?
0: Oh, voice behind the camera. Don't do it.
2: Click. Video ends, you know, where it's like I clearly I clearly bought the one of two like reward tiers and stuff. Right. Like I just looked at it kind of like obviously there's kind of an air of I'm sort of clowning on like the post office projects of the people on the office. That was the center of the video. And this was kind of like. Capstone of it was mm-hmm. this thing, was this spin off thing. But truthfully, again, it's like I'm going in there and I will just be, I'm not going to be a dick. Like I'm going to be sure. completely, yeah, I'm going to kill him with kindness. Yeah, because it,
1: it would be, it would be definitely an issue. Like if you went in there and you like tried to like, sabotage, because that, that Leslie is like such, that is such a beloved character. And I feel like so many people yes. that would be, have eyes on that would definitely associate that as like you like shitting on the, per- and I'm sure that person is like totally harmless and is just like, trying to do something. True. So, like, no, I think you have a very, very uh, good perspective on it. Um, And
2: well, that's the thing is I've I've recognized that I don't need to apply pressure in any regards to get the same result of entertaining outcome is it's just going to be interesting. I think people want to know what is this unofficially sanctioned, unlicensed office spin-off project? <laughs> like, what does it look like? Where did they film? By the way, they fucking doxed themselves on the filming location. They put the address <laughs> of the public building. Uh-oh. So, oh, oopies, you know, haha, funny poopy, but I don't know. Like that's again, it was rife with problems. So I just kind of went over the, the initial Kickstarter thing, right. in the First video, but Anyway, yeah, I don't need to be a dick and I don't want to be a dick and I, and then I look for any longer form video stuff when I when I do like commentary video shit, I'm not looking to fucking punch down on somebody, you yeah. know, like right. I want to I want to just either look at something goofy or take a shot at somebody that's in a position of power and be like it's, it's kind of fucked up, you know, like Wendy Williams or Steve Harvey, Chris Brown, whatever it is, but uh, yeah, that's anyway. that's definitely something that um I think the new age of
1: like commentary requires like it either has to be like I enjoy doing the story stuff whenever I do talk about something else though I definitely Mm. have realized over the years that it needs to be either someone that is just so absolutely in the wrong that there is no way that it could be like conceived as like a bad thing that you're talking about it um or like if it's something that you want to elevate and talk about because it's funny you, you gotta really like avoid Making it seem like you're like sending people to like go hate on that person because yeah, totally. I had an issue with with Peter Kane. I don't know if you've, you know Peter Kane, dog training. The oh, guy. oh, um, this one. Yeah. he's oh. like this guy. He's, he's this guy who in a, he uh. lives in upstate New York, and he's a dog trainer. But at the same time, he does these really surreal. Like, you're not sure if it's, if it's satire or not. I'm, I, I honestly. He, tell, I'll, Bigfoot visits him. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, like cool. He talks about, he makes videos saying like, I had like female Bigfoot ha- forced me to have sex as a video title. Um, <laughs> and like another one of like, like he saw the dog man and then it'll be like very clearly like <laughs> in the background. It. It's like, <laughs> it's like a puppet that like he, I think he builds like creepy homemade puppets that are like to I don't I don't even know because I because I don't know how much of it is like he's making up or if he's just whatever the case whatever his channel is really interesting because it's just like just a collection of all these things so I made a video talking about it but my um and it was more of a celebratory sort of video where I'm like this guy is ridiculous I don't know if he's joking or not but let's just Mm -hmm. talk about this and let's look at these videos and I'll crack a couple jokes Mm -hmm. um no ill will intended um but i made the mistake of wanting to, and un, not fully understanding how much of an audience i had so at the time i wanted to get an interview with the guy so i said hey guys go to his channel and ask, say uh let oh. ted nivison interview you oh, oh, yeah, yeah. it was a huge yeah. huge 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 mistake because that guy has made like three videos about me just like shitting on me like he'll make videos just yeah. talking Flab about with anyone in bigfoot on with him. one and he actually hasn't even seen my video because he claims that he doesn't watch videos that are over 1 million or under 1 million subscribers. Like, people who post videos <laughs> about him. So he hasn't seen my video, but he thinks that I hated on him. And then all the people who watch his channel are like, man, this guy's... like So I'll get on that video, I'll get people who are saying, like, leave Pete alone. He's just trying to do his thing. And you're a bastard. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. I, th- I love You Pete. and
3: Bigfoot. I love this guy. Both this guy you. Is,
1: is, is so freaking awesome. He's just, like, doing his own thing. He's just... And, and he's also the absolute, like, <laughs> epitome of, like... <laughs> the ridiculousness that happens in upstate New York. Cause you know, I went to school in Ithaca and there's mm. like, you know, you've got the college students and then you've got the Ithaca townies and it's just like, there's just so much like kooky wild stuff that, that happens mm-hmm. in upstate New York that just, and like Pete is just such a representation of that. So, but yeah, I mean, in the vein of like, you know, doing commentary stuff, you know, it's, I think it I definitely know from firsthand, it's very important to like, make sure you're not um, doing, doing that idea. kind of stuff.
2: Well, that's just the thing, too, is it's like sometimes, at least for me personally, you know, I just – other people have their own set of filters that they put a thing or a topic or a person through to be like, hey, do I make a video on this? Yeah. But for me personally, like it, it, it's two things that that stop me from like doing a video on a guy or on a video or on a thing or whatever. And first of all, it's like recognizing, hey – do I have anything to gain from this? You know, like, Mm -hmm. do I have other options and shit? You know, is this worth my time? Do I feel like I'm bringing something new to the table? And then secondly, uh, it's, it's just like, am I fucking kicking the bees nest on some fucking whack job right now? You know, (laughs) like, like truthfully from just a a self preservation point, like it, it, some, like for example, honestly, this last summer, it was, uh, I I think it was July or August or so. And I did a video. I, I fully shot it. Uh, And then uh, with my longer videos this last year, I've started working with uh, my buddy Curtis Robert that I've known for many years, shot lots of video stuff for him, and he's done a lot of the editing job stuff for me. So Curtis fully edited it. Uh, and it was this this big commentary video on vigilante superheroes. Mm. Uh, because I like I did one on a dude two years back uh, named Troy Herchebeses, who was a Canadian inventor that invented like the bear proof suit shit so that you could uh, survive a fucking bear attack. And I came at that video with the angle of like, Almost in a similar sense of, like, look at this fucking big dick guy. How cool is this dude? You know, where it's just, like, you're sure, not, like, sure. look at this fucking idiot. It's just, like, I love how original this guy is. Obviously, you can't play that full card. Like, you, you understand that there's some right. element of ridicule there. But, like, still not being a dick to him. Like, pr- like putting him in a good light and stuff. Uh, but I, I did – it was similar to that. I did one, and, and the main focus of the video was this dude. I won't say his name, but – it was like clearly just like a small town kind of very kick ass kind of figure. If you've uh-huh. seen that film, you know, like yeah, okay. underground shit. And then like I just I looked at it and stuff and, and like I was and he had like a full website with a bunch of links and shit. And I just I didn't address it in the video and stuff. But you got the sense that this guy was like mega deep, like alt righty kind of shit. And I oh, just and it yeah. just happened to have it Bummer. happened at a time the, the nail in the coffin for me was right before like it was when the Kenosha shit happened and I don't wanna to put too many landmine fucking auto caption like bombs in your fucking episode, you know? but <laughs> but it was like right after the major like pew pew shooting shit, you know. I don't know why pew pewed and then said shooting, it. I still said the But you know try, what I, I mean save. I was like
0: <laughs> save the cast <laughs> I was just like, you know what, I don't know if you're gonna pew get pew, pew, Uber pew and, on this and one. also I'm sorry. He
1: you says pew pew but- and
2: also and <laughs>
0: <laughs> I laugh at the
2: situation at the context anyway uh I ultimately decided I'm just not gonna fucking put it out you know because and, and whether or not I think that it's like oh I as an artist shouldn't do that like more so for me personally was even just like I don't need to do this I can make a different video I mm-hmm. can find a different yeah. subject and if there's even a 5% chance that I put a video on this person, I shine a spotlight on them, and then I got some fucking maniac that I got to deal with for three fucking years. I just right. don't have to deal with that fucking shit, you know? I'll yeah. do a small town reviews or something. I don't want to kick the bees nest this week, you know? And, that's, and that factors in as shit sometimes. And but. that's
1: one of the things that I actually had thought about that I wanted to talk about with you. Because one of the things that I noticed about you, Gus, and also, like, Eddie, but also I think your, your sphere in general, but, I, but I've, no, I've gotten a, a vibe a lot from you, Gus is that in the way that you carry yourself online, you are a very, very, um, and I've said this to Eddie before because I believe it about both of you, but you have a a very high sense of honor with the way that you conduct yourself online. And I think that what you're saying here, (laughs) I I mean, I I think that the way you're talking about it now, I mean, even, um, for instance, like your 1 million subscriber video, you Gus did a video when he hit 1 million subscribers where he literally went through and specifically thanked individual people oh, I remember that for yeah, yeah their part that they played in like his leading up to that moment and I think that that's a very, very good example of like I, I don't know just this like vibe of just it's very, very wholesome the vibe that you bring online at the same time that you're making like these crazy sketches and stuff like that. So I don't know. Props to you for that. I suppose. I don't know. I don't, well, <laughs> I don't know how you would possibly respond to that, but um,
2: well, I was just the oh, oh me. Well, yes. T-. Thank yeah, you. I'm, I'm very correct. nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say more. Do more. I'm almost there. No. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I do really appreciate that though. I, I do a bad job at receiving any form of praise. So I do appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I, I mean, really just, to put it bluntly like my my whole outlook on things and it ties into the 1 million thanks video is just like i really objectively even if i wasn't involved Anybody that gets to the position that they are in that that has a platform could directly point to dozens of fail points back along the path of, like, this person wasn't there for me. If I didn't have this fucking windfall, if I didn't have this to fall back on, yeah. if I didn't have this opportunity, this privilege, or this advantage for something that popped up, then this could have single-handedly fucked me. So, really, the idea that anybody with a platform could have any sense of superiority over anything or feel that they fucking deserve anything is so asinine to me and right. I want to be quick to fucking call it out and then recognize that it's like hey you know I don't feel like I need to be like cat of nine tails in myself of like
0: I am not worthy
2: you know <laughs> but I, at the same time not try to fucking pull rank and think I'm better than anybody and I want to give credit where credit's due and thank people and praise people if they've directly helped me or if they've just helped whatever so that was just kind of my thought process
0: with that but hell yeah I don't yeah. know how we got here but <laughs> I, <laughs> I agree with that just grabbing <laughs> groceries out there.
2: Oh, hell yeah. A little, a little uh grocery run, never
3: hurt nobody.
0: A grocery run.
3: Hold on. Before the podcast continues, please allow us to fulfill our contractual obligations.
1: This episode of Chuckle Sandwich is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family
3: jewels, baby. <laughs> Uh, they're all about providing you with the best tools for your grooming experience.
1: Manscaped is trusted
3: by over 2 million men worldwide. That's a lot of men, Schlatt. That's a lot of men. I hope they're all big. Ted, you ever been shaving your nuts and then you cut them? Oh, man, I cut up my balls real bad when I was shaving with, with some low quality. Oh, man, that it, it, was, it was a blood. It was a massacre. Guts, <laughs> balls everywhere. Balls everywhere. Well, lucky for you, Ted, Manscaped has made the best ball trimmer ever. It's the Ball Trimmer 3.0, and it's got a ceramic blade to avoid cutting up your nuts while you're getting in down there. It's also waterproof and comes with a built-in LED light. Your balls will thank you. You can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using our code chuckle. That's manscaped.com using our code chuckle. Thanks so much to Manscaped for sponsoring
1: this episode. And let's get back to the conversation. Um, So Gus, I'm just going to throw out a question. I have a a little question here. It's a very, uh, it's a random question really. Um, But it's from my research that we did on you. Um, It's, you're, you're, you like snacks, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I've been known to snack yeah.
0: <laughs> So here's a question so, for you i so, food so in there. with that
1: segue <laughs> Yeah you like snacks um, uh, If you had to choose between these two snacks Which would you choose uh, Frozen Charleston chews or ranch corn nuts
2: How the fuck did you know Either of those Did you ask Ian <laughs> Kung about this I mean you're Gus Johnson We I mean, we, we gotta know this
0: information We the fuck fuck I mean, told you we were diving deep before this I man. had both you know, of your those time this
2: week What the fuck? I literally, I have not had it frozen. You had to talk to Ian Kong. I'm gonna fucking out your sources. Nice job, fucking Piers Morgan hacking people's cell phones, bitch. Don't give me that shit. (laughs) Don't give me that shit. All right. Yes, I haven't had it frozen, Charleston two in three years. This last week, I went to write it and I was like, oh, they're 85 cents. I'm gonna get two boxes. I put them in the freezer and I ate them up. Uh, I would have to pick. Frozen Charleston chews over the ranch corn mm. nuts because there's a bit of a social baggage that comes with ranch corn nuts, being that they fucking oh. reek. So if you eat those, I've poppies, never heard of them,
0: dude. I don't know what either of these things. These are just words strung well, together. You know, to candy, I got
1: nothing to associate with. You that. know the candy Charleston chews? It's like uh, they're they're kind of like
3: um milk nougat. They're kind of like milk nougat and does. chocolate. That's and You it. just put them in the fridge. You have to eat them cold. Yeah, you, do. you have to eat them cold. Yes. You put them in the fridge or the freezer. You bite they, into them, it's so delicious. Are they crunchy when cold,
0: or they still got no? The no, it's,
3: it's it's. I mean, weird. you you have to break through the shell, but then it's soft and nougaty.
2: It's like if you moved meringue up three notches on the Ma's hardness scale. That's the yes. consistency of a fucking frozen, that is frozen Charleston too. So true. Apt, and it's just a little like chocolate covering. So it's like you bite into it and it goes, and then it's like laffy taffy for the rest of it. It's a beautiful experience, texturally oh, okay. beautiful. But I I would see see now, what those? the fuck is a ranch corn nut? <laughs> okay, so corn nuts are like a. I don't now know. Now defend if,
0: this. Yeah. Yeah,
2: this is no real defense. It's like a kernel of corn that's been I don't know fucking king tutted, mummified. It's really dried out and shit. It's very crunchy, and then uh, it's just the ranch flavor of it. So there's a slight ranch Dorito y flavor on top of this mm-hmm. crunchy corn kernel. And they take corn. You can eat corn kernels. Yeah, you can. It's it's like I don't they know if it's they a real one. They just
0: fuck it up. It's, it's like a, a raw cor- corn like kernel. a
2: corn kernel, like feed they just corn. they that's-
0: just they just pull it out and beat the shit out of it and they that's do like, they just that's what it, it sounds like,
2: yeah, exactly they just did they just that's that's savagery, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot <laughs> who well, well, definitely to he chose the
1: Charleston choose because he didn't want to go the savagery route? Yeah, it's where like are you the feel of the snack world, the you know? Fuck, <laughs> where
3: the fuck are you from? That, that 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 is a thing. Uh, small town Wisconsin. He's from small town everywhere. Wisconsin. Right. They make no, th- we're,
1: no, we make our own okay. fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. We make our own ranch corn
3: nuts.
1: Gus, do you have any um, any any good stories from from Wisconsin,
2: you know? Any any what's your craziest story from Wisconsin? I mean, Craziest you know? story from Wisconsin? Well, you know what I miss? Uh, I miss going back home and uh, shooting stuff outside, literally and figuratively shooting stuff outside in the sense that a lot of the props that we do for video stuff is based around a high-powered explosive called Tannerite. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I've Uh,
1: heard of Tannerite. But so, I, I feel like it in mo- both the places that I've lived, that being Massachusetts and California, I'm pretty sure it's illegal. <laughs> pretty for, regulated, for, for, regulated for, for, substance. For
0: comedians and arsonists, can you explain sort of what, yeah. what that is? <laughs> sure.
2: So Tannerite, and I do not endorse this at all. Uh, but <laughs> but to, I, use it all, all I use it all the time. I do use it all the
0: time. And can I just
2: say, it performs. <laughs> uh, no. But uh, it, if you've seen... Uh, like the video that like Sven and I did that we did a MythBusters sketch this last summer where a toilet blew up at the end, or I personally did a sketch where I shot like I was doing how companies do eco-friendly commercials or whatever, and at the end of the sketch I shot a, a deer. It was just a fucking decoy, right. but it, it it fully exploded. Tanner, <laughs> I, is a ridiculously cheap. I shouldn't be fucking talking it up. <laughs> it's so easy to
0: get. Here's the no. It's like you can go into and like it's a. So funny. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Speaking of, go, <laughs> let's also talk about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, you can get it at like a fleet farm or something, which is kind of like the farmer's Midwest equivalent of like a Lowe's or a Home Depot or something, like uh-huh. farm equipment, ins- hunting gear, shit like that. You yeah. can walk in there and it's extremely cheap, and it and it looks like uh, if you took st- a bunch of a brick of styrofoam and separated all the little white dots, and then there's black powder. So there's a little, you know, it comes in a cup maybe like that. You take very out very the good. little black powder, you pour it in there, you shake it up, and then it's explosive. And the only way you can detonate it, sounds like I'm doing a manifesto. I'm sorry. Good luck on the fucking ads on this one, boys. Uh, the only way you can we detonate, sponsor, detonate don't
0: worry.
2: it okay, good, is shooting it with a high power rifle of at least 2,000 feet per second. So you can't plug it with a 22. So, anyway, uh, you know, we have acres and acres of, of farm and field land back home in Wisconsin because I'm in a town of 1,000 people. So Jeez. we'll constantly use this to conduct super cheap, really safe, at a distance explosions for videos. So I miss doing that. You know, right. you'd shake up one of these. You could put it in a Weber grill, and it'd be like somebody tore the grill apart like it was paper. You know, like oh, a, a quarter of a pound. So like we'll go put it in a toilet and and then do some like match frame cut or whatever. When like Sven goes to hit the flush button and it explodes or something like. Right. That's my Wisconsin memory I miss. So and and you were
1: talking about how you also did a bit where you like fake shot a deer. But you also, you know, you would do actual like hunting with your family because of your state's uh, herd control program. Is that correct, Gus Johnson?
2: Sure, absolutely. And And I'm somebody, too, where it's like, you know, I'm a big deer hunter. And truthfully, this is not me trying to be mr devil's advocate fence stuff if anybody has a problem with hunting shit i am not one of those big gun banging fucking fuck you kind of guys right i'm just like totally totally understand you know yeah my my family goes out and we are not game hunters too we we harvest swamp bucks and we we get it locally processed and we we use the deer donate the hides you know and and eat them and stuff and donate the excess to a local food pantry uh, so I'm very at peace with our ethical consumption of that. Uh, but at the same time, if people have a problem with that, it's like, I get it. I'm not looking to ruffle anybody's feathers. I don't give a fuck. You know, yeah. I hate it in any direction if somebody's trying to cram a fucking ideology down my goddamn throat, you know? Yeah. But I if you dare thing,
1: come like, after the Johnson way of killing deer with Tannerite, <laughs> then get the hell out of here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the time, my,
3: the family... I actually... <laughs> You guys, you guys want to know how to make napalm? <laughs> you know, I gotta so uh, and gasoline. You just need so gasoline and gasoline. styrofoam.
1: You know. <laughs> um. So, Gus. Yes. For our audio listeners, by the way, love you to death. Gus has a sort of a a a whole situation behind him. Um, it's a sparkling purple bonanza. It's glorious, um, but. Thank you. What's going on here? Is this part of your stream room? Potentially yeah. Are those explosives
2: yes. too? Um... They're not. <laughs> non combustible. Fairy lights from Amazon, twelve ninety nine plus prime shipping. So I wanted to do oh. kind of a Skyrim-esque room over here. Uh, mm. It's not come to full fruition yet, but I wanted to have a little bit of that Winstead Mantor, or Manor Planter action going on back there, and I wanted to have some alchemy ingredients. So nice. You, you Chuckle Sandwich boys are looking at my shitty-ass wide-angle thing right now, but if you get a little more granular, you'll see that there's some fake nernroot and, like, Mora Tampanella. Oh, and, okay. And, uh, oh, that's Mira's cool. And rotten shit. I just got some, like, black uh, blacklight uh, fairy lights off of Amazon and stuff, and then I got a bunch of bioluminescent fish tank uh, plants the, that look Is the close. Nerd root
0: gonna fuck with the podcast audio? Yeah, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's a like, gamer uh, joke for Eddie, you. Okay. And he's like, What's going on,
2: guys? <laughs> you know, it's like terrible. <laughs> but uh, No, so I got that going on, and then I got the individual unit of a fireplace thing that Sabrina's mom got her, and I was like, I'm going to be real with you. This is made out of particle board. This shit fucking sucks. There's missing three pilot holes. We're never going to build it. So I just took the unit out, and I put it on that table that I found up by a dumpster. And, hey, Skyrim is the result. Isn't (laughs) Skyrim
3: older than most of our fans? Yeah, probably. What's what's with the interest in Skyrim (laughs) all Uh, of a sudden?
2: Dude, I mean, I just... It, it's reigniting more than anything. That's been such a cyclical game for me where it's like at least every six months I will just get lost in that for minimum a week, you know? It, it just hit at the right time for me. I didn't have a console when I was a kid and then I when I was in high school I won a PS3 out of one of those Stacker arcade machines. And really? So I finally, what? You yeah, won dude. one of those? You got a fucking PS3 from it's, Stacker? It's dude, possible? It's ab- I've won the grand prize on Stacker four times now, I believe. Uh, oh, fuck. So, dude. I, I remember th- when
3: we were in LA. Oh, wait. oh my we god, went shit, the, yeah, we, we went watched to the
2: fucking you- Dave and Buster's and yep. we watched Gus just do the
3: stacker machine. And he and killed it. it,
2: too. That's it. You can get to the end 70% of the time, truthfully, like if you just learn the game and it really just is it's like. putting it to the right, right? Exactly. Well, it's actually uh, a little bit like center left is, is kind of beneficial, because that way you don't want to rely on the corner. People try to do it, they think that they have double the time if they get it in a corner slot, but it's prone to missing more, whereas it's kind of left to center, then at least you can have it left to center, right to center. It gives you more time on the comeback to truthfully time it and like gauge the trajectory of it. Right. But really, it's, like, it's a simple game in effect, but each individual stacker machine is programmed to only pay out the top prize if there's like you know, base price plus X percent of whatever the most expensive prize is in there, and you can set that as the fucking arcade owner or whatever. So... I encourage you at home, if you see a stacker machine with cheaper grand prizes in there, put five bucks in, roll the fucking dice, gamble it up, you know? I encourage that. It, there's a high <laughs> chance that you win it. So anyway, I won one of those things, because you can get to the top grand prize thing almost every single time, and it's just a matter like, you can literally see the bullshit in front of your very eyes of, like, yeah, I yeah. definitely stopped I mean, it. It just skipped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so you can do that, but I won one in high school, and I got a PS3, and it came with Assassin's Creed 3, and I got Bioshock and Skyrim. And that was like, so I, I went from having nothing to like wow. to three having three mega games right there. Yeah. So I, and crap. I just, you know, it's if you had one game, wouldn't you love that game to death? You know, I'd like that was one of my first yeah. games. Yeah, no, that, so especially I just, if
0: you're growing up with that.
2: Exactly. So I just kept playing that over the years and I've been revisiting it lately. And, you know, it's the pandemic and I want shit that feels nostalgic and safe and I can th- come in here and turn off the lights and. You know, get a little unsober and listen to some Mac Miller "Good News" and just go. All right, it's pretty cool. It's the yeah.
0: perfect one to come back that's, to. That's too. funny yeah. you say yeah.
1: that song specifically, Mac Miller "Good News." I've been re- listening to that a lot lately.
2: Oh yeah, dude, that's that's a fucking anthem this last year. That's a good one. Are you a
1: are you a uh, are you a big music guy, Gus? I love music. Yeah,
3: There's my yeah? piano over there. We um, did some research, Gus. It <laughs> turns out you open Spotify sometimes. Ooh, you know, okay. what do you
1: think of? Uh, Wiccaface springs eternal
2: oh, damn this is you're just fucking vying for sean evans job aren't you dude? <laughs> 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 I'm trying to get in some fucking chuckle sandwich compilation times ted slat charlie stumped the guest with good question uh Tell us about yeah it. Hey, we have to know we have to know i love me some Wicca springs eternal fucking Wicca task force let's go gotta have me some just one thing And then, of course, one of the greatest anthems ever, uh, "Absolute In Doubt" with Wicca and Peep. What a blending of their styles to hit you with a fucking powerhouse song.
1: What type of like music is that? Like, what is that? What's the sound that
2: is behind that sort of stuff? Oh man, it's kind of like SoundCloud Zan grunge trap. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah ah yes uh, Of course. Mm. <laughs> put on the zan grunge trap
1: <laughs> and you're a big fan of that like sort of trap sound like lil peep and stuff like
2: that i mean i music. got lil peep lighters and fucking lps everywhere i don't know i just i love lil peep and i found a bunch of cool artists as offshoots of him so uh-huh. that's been pretty fucking big for me in the last three years yeah
0: I probably haven't had a little peep in like 5 years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can get in there again. Season's Easter's coming up,
0: coming Charlie. up Charlie. Exactly. So that's, true, that's true, exactly.
3: that's true. Hey, is this episode coming out on Easter Sunday?
2: Oh my god. Is it? Gus or is the, is the day risen. before? Hallelujah. Let's go. <laughs> it's Hallelujah. I think it's the day
3: before. Is but go to church tomorrow, Christians.
1: <laughs> the Pope is right <laughs> behind flat right now for our audio listeners love you to death and he is staring him down right now it's actually we've, we've law hidden
0: seven eggs in this podcast
3: <laughs> <laughs> christians have to go to church on easter
2: or they go to hell that's true you only have to go twice a year easter and christmas you can do that no,
3: you know no 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 you don't even have to go christmas oh that's easy you have do to go easter once once a year that's when he was real born hell. yeah cool. so that's if they're more, listening to this important. podcast
0: they're already halfway there you gotta go you gotta go (laughs) um
1: so gus like what's what is like the what is the future spell for gus johnson i mean like what is there like is there anything that like in the future like post quarantine that you're really really excited about that like is i mean obviously we're all excited to see everyone but like in terms of like what you do like is there is there are you trying to
0: Anything What's next, big in the, in the pipeline, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well,
2: I'm uh, beyond the stuff that I've kind of maintained or initiated this last year online. Uh, I am hopefully within the next couple months moving into more of a formal pitch process with a television show that I'd love to find a home Ooh. for. Oh. Um, I have made a couple of cool partnerships with people I can't say yet, and I hate when people do that. So you can call me a douchebag in the comments. Um, I can't really say. I'll turn you off podcast. <laughs> but... Uh, but I've I've made some cool connections. I'm trying to get uh, some more traditional media stuff going in the terms of like a screenplay. I'm trying to shop around and then perhaps hopefully try to get some more formal acting gigs places if I could do that on the side. And it's nice to not have to rely on that. So it hey But what's up? I might have
1: something for you in terms of that in the future. Oh, this no, guy.
3: Ted is a, Ted is a esteemed film director. This guy.
1: I'll
2: turn
3: I, on the I, No, it's, it's, it's actually, a. Th- I mean,
1: so, I mean, I've already talked about this publicly, so it's not even a thing, but there, there was this film that I was going to make for, um, my senior thesis equivalent. Mm-hmm. And what I was thinking about doing is at some point, you know, I've got some, you know, spare money lying around after, you know, doing better on YouTube so, I was thinking, oh, hey, maybe I might as well do what would have been this this film. I'll send you the script. Let me know what you think about it. And maybe cool, I'll take a you...
0: beat.
1: Yeah. Um, hmm.
0: Did I ever tell you guys I won a Young Filmmakers Award for the, the thesis film I did? No, the, you little did it. There's no way
1: you're better than me, you little bastard. <laughs> I did, Charlie. I did. It's true, it's true.
0: <laughs> I'm the official film. Wait, what did you so, Wait, what was the
1: context of that,
3: Charlie?
0: I'm trying to, well, I'm going to look it up right now because I'm. You, I, I'm worried you about you. Won an
3: award for corn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did do corn as a class project. I'll will sp- speak about it loosely because it's got the college name attached to it. Yeah. Um, but basically, I, I worked with uh, two other two other students in my graduating class, and we looked at um, like pieces of, of sheet music that were really old, like in in our in our town, um, and that sort of had been like very indicative and and, and cultural. Um, things in like representative of their time back, I think a hundred years, we had like an archive at the college. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we filmed those pieces. We got the school acapella group to like make modern renditions, um, of those pieces. And then we performed or we got them performed and filmed. Uh, we filmed them at like a state, uh, like public radio station, which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I love talking about this stuff. I never do, but it's fun. Um, yeah, and, you know, we interviewed, like, music historians and, and people that, uh, you know, spoke on all this stuff. I think even, like, one of the, like, granddaughters or something of one of the people that had, that had written the sheet music. Um, and it was really interesting just going through the times because sheet she music used to be this very elite thing. Uh, right because you know it's, it's, those are the people that can actually afford the piano and then mm-hmm. seeing the seeing the transition and what the music actually talked about and what it meant to people as it became sort of more and more culturally significant and common um, was really interesting. And slowly yeah, over cool.
1: time it it evolved into trap music <laughs> 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 on sheet music.
0: Sicker and sicker beats. So, yeah, I made that on the side and then won an award for corn. Um corny <laughs> 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 earth doesn't have fucking corn,
2: so I'm excited as hell to hear what it is. What the hell is that?
0: You'll love it. Not it's got no ranch on it. It hasn't been mummified. It's fair warning. Fair it. warning.
1: It's probably one of Charlie's few um. Under
3: a
0: minute. The, the, one of the
3: few good, good ones <laughs> he's ever made.
0: Um, <laughs> one of it's Charlie's- just him
3: in a corn suit oh holding God. up a can of most corn. Most viewed,
0: my most viewed video, man. It's one of the few views. videos that I can
1: <laughs> I can stand from Charlie. I mean, I yeah. watch any other video and I feel my teeth falling out. <laughs> I'm of my never guns. opening
0: up again on this on this on this show. <laughs> no, it uh, was a um. This was also for a class project where we did a live production show we did like a i don't know if i've ever talked this talked about the story about it before on the on the podcast uh i feel kind of bad because you're the guest here but um we did like a live live production uh me and two others and it was like some sitcom bit it, we were working with a tricaster which is kind of this thing that folds out and you kind of manually, almost what Streamlabs is now, right? Mm-hmm. People used to have these huge devices for, um, so you've got people on audio, you know, pe- person on a, on a switchboard, um, someone like Manning Graphics and stuff, and all of it's kind of worse than uh, what your typical stream looks like, but um, you know, we had a three-camera setup, cut between them, and the script called for an ad break. So, I go home, and it's, you know, we're presenting it tomorrow, and I'm like, I need a fucking ad. Mm-hmm. And... I, the day before, uh, had um, been recording a a Hitman video separately because I did gaming stuff on my channel, and I ordered a bunch of costumes for the Hitman (laughs) video um, to, like, disguise in and do bits in. And this same day, this corn costume shows up, and I've got the... The video's fucking, like, processing. I'm like, why did I order? Like, what was (laughs) the purpose? What was the bit I had in mind when I pressed buy on this corn suit on Amazon.com? And... Then it hits me in a it was, flash. It
1: was destiny takes a knock at the door. <laughs> it hits me
0: in a flash. I open the pantry. What's that? A can of corn. I've got the ad. You know? Oh, yeah. I just, I stand in front of the camera, the webcam for, you know, uh, about 10 minutes, completely blackout. And when I come to uh, this video, this video.
2: <laughs> That's great.
0: That, that was like fun. Good process. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. That's how it
2: works. That's a creative need, process. Yeah,
3: you, don't, you don't need Comedy Central dumping yeah. Hundreds of thousands no, of dollars no, into bullshit no. production. Anyway, some... This wasn't filmed in an Airbnb in New York City. This is just fucking this is what YouTube's all about. Yeah,
1: yeah give me that it's Dolly those,
2: Green Giant Cash. That's it's those shit. short <laughs> it's those
1: short videos that that we all love, especially mm. on Gus Johnson's channel.
0: Whoa! Whoa! Oh! oh my god! Whoa!
1: We call that the segue. This is why they call me the a Segway King. <laughs> Dang. Um, he brought it shorts. back. He's
0: brought it back. How has he done it?
1: But uh <laughs> Gus, one one thing I, I don't think I've ever told you about was that I've I've been aware of you since I back in the day when I was first my little itty bitty three thousand sub channel, I used to do this thing where I would put stuff on short videos, short little snippets of my larger videos when I had a gaming channel on YouTube haiku. And for the yes. longest time you have Ooh. sort of been the sort of the hero. Of you two haiku in boy.
3: many ways, yeah, man. Um,
0: <laughs> wait, Ted, you did that too? Yeah.
3: I, I, dude, I think we all did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's
0: I, really I funny. All of
3: my when I
1: started I saw your my Elon video, fucking on making names, yeah, but Elon, I are you okay? You, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, man, I did yeah, a, I that. Did, fucking blew really? up on it. One,
1: one that I had yeah, that blew up that's was funny, me, uh, fascinating. was me making a, a joke about the British Empire. I was like, I, it was like me reading somebody saying, I also think the British. I'm also British, so that's pretty cool. And then I say like, hey, man, I can think of a couple of reasons why the British aren't that cool. And then, I, and then it starts going shooting stars and through this guy. And then it's just like pictures and representations of all the British atrocities to Queen.
0: That sounds like something that would do well on yeah. YouTube <laughs> Yeah, dude.
1: Um, but you've, you've, I mean, from the get-go, I'm pretty sure that was sort of how you started growing at the beginning, right? Was, it was mm-hmm. YouTube Haiku and that sort of stuff, right?
2: You're absolutely right, actually. Uh, yeah, no, it was definitely the Haiku shit. Like... Uh, and I don't know if I'd be necessarily the hero of it or in some people's eyes, the, uh, fucking scoundrel it's of it. The <laughs> There's
3: fucking Gus again. <laughs> you fucking- know?
2: Well, I was going to say like, I'm the reason that they enacted like this memeless Monday shit that they tried to do in 2018 or whatever. Cause they were like sick of like, I was posting a lot of videos on there and then other people started doing more sketch shit too. And then they were just, you know, some people were like, oh, I prefer the elite, true form, naturally occurring YouTube haikus that do not, that happen inadvertently in existing culture. And I'm just like, well, I'm I'm curating content for it, you know. No true Scotsman's <laughs>
1: yes. fallacy going on right there. Exactly.
2: Well, oh, that's not dat boy. So, uh, <laughs> you know. so there was, but anyway, they had a big sub vote on it and shit. But yeah, no, I started doing stuff on YouTube haiku and, uh, uh, can I here? I'll give you a little mini Reader's Digest version origin story thing, and this is gonna sound a little douchey. Uh, but I was—it was my the end of my first year of film school. This is how I kind of started my YouTube shit, and I've been doing it since I was a kid, but I hadn't really tried at it. And it was almost at the end of my first freshman year of college, and uh, I had a weekend where my my roommate, one of my buddies from high school, he went to go visit his girlfriend. I was all alone in the dorm room, uh, and it was like March or April of that year, and I was dog ass sick just fucking sick out of my mind and i didn't like i i just didn't want to do anything and it was just a weird sunday and i decided like oh i'm gonna put on uh i was like i'm gonna watch a couple movies and obviously aged like milk shit but the two movies i put on that i saw the first time were american beauty and uh wolf of wall street and i hadn't seen them before but central to the core theme of that, devoid of any of the other context of the shit, <laughs> is that there are two people in there and they're like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to get whatever I want. You know, I'm going to work my fucking ass off. And I'm going right. to, again, in the spacey context, I can't sugarcoat that. But again, like, yeah. you know, it was that feeling of just like, you know, fuck this shit. And I, and I sort of took a step back and I was like, I'm sitting here all alone. It's almost April. I've done. I I felt like the last four years of high school has been like I don't fucking know what I'm gonna do. I gotta figure something out. I was like right. I already made the jump here. I'm in college. I was like, I clearly can tell I'm not gonna learn a lot of specific film knowledge at this particular university. Like I gotta fucking yeah. do some shit. I gotta do something, dude. Like I'm gonna just piss away my time here. You know. I've seen the kind of shit other classmates are turning in. Like I'd like to think I can make stuff a little bit better yeah. than some of the stuff generally. So I should fucking do it. You know. And then I've been watching YouTube haiku for years and stuff. My buddy Joe Dumas growing up, we'd watch these sketches and piss our pants laughing. I was like, I'll make one of those. So I put up a a video and it, it hit the front page of that. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll keep doing that. And I just continue to make content for it. For <laughs> you became right. the
0: wolf of R slash YouTube haiku. That is so <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking funny. <laughs> I guess
3: for for people who don't know the YouTube haikus are like what they're like thirty, 30 seconds, seconds yeah. or, 30 or seconds. less yeah. videos that that are just like have a really funny. Well, technically, a
1: YouTube haiku is under fourteen oh. seconds, and then there's a YouTube. Oh, YouTube poetry. poetry.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. it matters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: because again.
2: Mm. Mm, exactly, mm. it's gonna be fancy. Yeah,
3: we'll do like, uh, mm. Mm. trending on a memeless Monday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm. <What the laughs> wakes up. If I had those ranch
0: corn kernels right now, I'd gingerly place one.
1: <laughs> one not? of the mods wakes up on a Monday and they're like, I can't wait for a memeless mm. Monday. They see, it, they see a non-me, you <laughs> know, my
0: guts, and they choke on <laughs> yeah. their torn nuts. <laughs> That's not Stefan Carl whisk it away. <laughs> <laughs> whisk it away briskly. Yeah. Um,
1: damn, but I um so you do you do the the short sketches on your channel, but what I find uh, one of the things I find very interesting about your channel that I feel like a lot of YouTubers these days would be absolutely terrified to even do is the fact that you do simultaneously you make videos that are three minutes, under a minute, thirty seconds, ten seconds. But then you also do these longer, you know, 11, 12, 13 minute commentary videos, and they Mm. all do well. And it's and I think that that is somewhat unique to your channel, which I find really interesting. And, you know, you started off with these, you know, short videos, but when you were about to do one of those first, you know, longer commentary videos, were you like nervous about it? Like, were you worried that it wasn't going to do as well?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry, Sabrina got me a beer. She's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I really was. The first longer video that I wanted to do was one talking about mobile game sponsorships and just how overbearing they can be from a sponsorship perspective of like, you got to do XXX. You know, I'm sure you you know, you know don't have to speak. Yeah, no I, know plan. Plan. I know that very <laughs> well. You know, but uh, so I, I just wanted to like, I wanted to just like talk about that at length and stuff. Uh, and then that got good reception. People seemed to really enjoy it. And I and I found after I did a couple of those and I started wading into those that uh, that became it 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 fulfilled a number of great things for me. Like first of all, I wanted to talk about these subjects at length. Right? You know, I wanted to talk about Doctor Phil or this weird Steve Harvey clip that I saw and shit. You know and. And it was just fun to do it, and I liked the process of doing it. Mm-hmm. Also, it made the absolute most sense for sponsorship placement for me because yep. I felt it, it significantly more comfortable putting a sponsorship at the end of a longer video than I did in a sketch. You know, if yeah. people do that, that's fine. I didn't want to have to do that. So I yeah, did Yeah, because if you have a
1: minute-long minute long video and then they have it's, a minute-long sponsorship, it's like sponsorship's 50%. It's like Exactly, and I got so
2: in my head about that too, so... But I, I just, that. I started doing that and then I found out uh, inadvertently that that was one of the best things that I could do for my channel in terms of growth stuff because suddenly I was tapping into, uh, you know, the sketch stuff performing well on Reddit and Twitter and external sources, uh, the and then the more like uh, commentary-based thing being promoted heavily within the like YouTube algorithm itself, they and I love that watch time. Baby. They like, they like the watch time. though. like if you have a mid roll on there. I found my female audience percentages started swaying way up when I did the commentary. They videos. see your face
0: right more, and that's that's what it is. A and
2: lot. then they realize this guy's hot. I got to stick around for this. <laughs> I got to <laughs> ring that MF and Bell. You know, like no, that's not. I don't know what it is, but I think that there, there's a significantly higher portion of female viewership on commentary videos than there are sketch comedy. Like I even notice it like when I'm doing sketch stuff for a while and right now I'm in the pocket of it where I haven't really done a commentary video for a a number of months. I've done some longer stuff but not a commentary one and I'm back at 90% male, 10% female again, you know. (sighs) Yeah, dude. But whereas sometimes if I have like a commentary video or two out in like a three-month stretch, that can skew sometimes as high as like 35% female for a while which
0: Pinterest. i don't know Dude, and i
2: do know a,
1: do a couple uh do a couple commentary videos and then send those demographics out and then all of a sudden fucking morphe's gonna be coming out of nowhere <laughs> trying to make to sponsor
2: them. <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah maybe it's maybelline i don't know uh but well but anyway that's that's the thought process there is it, it it works in a lot of ways and it's also an opportunity for me to say hey i have a little bit of time you know i got the podium at the top of the video to be like hey guys by the way do you like this hat? Check it out. Or, like, hey, I'm doing this new thing. Maybe get a ticket to my live show. Whereas, like, right. I'm not going to be in NBN Jones mode and be like, by the way, guys, stop, Sven, put down the camera. I'm going on tour <laughs> next week. If you guys could, you know, like, like I just can't. It, it just makes a lot of sense, and I like the content. Right, and now it doesn't I'm, ruin the flow. It doesn't ruin the flow, and I, I, I'm I surprised also that it hasn't hurt my channel uh, in terms of performance-wise stuff, but I well, think Well, I mean, that, I think that the only, know, like,
1: honestly... I I can't imagine in, in what sort of instance the longer form stuff could hurt your channel, you know, because like, mm-hmm. I think that it makes sense at the end of it, because it's like a lot of your videos, your sketch videos that you do are sort of sometimes I mean, they're they're a joke about a trope or a comment, a commentary on a trope that already exists. Mm-hmm. And your longer form videos are also in a way a commentary on you know something that's going on or something like that so people already know that you kind of have like a funny perspective on those things and also i feel like i don't know i, I feel like it makes sense and also youtube watch time i get the love connection
0: you're, you're drawing there yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Connections. perhaps podcast we could only get hey this guy Zip it is up what's up <laughs> anyway yeah
0: Gus, <laughs> do you know that if you uh, <laughs> really, We really We just well, kind of stewed in that I moment, wanted to do really.
1: I, I was like I was like I wanted to see what like, happened if I was like, someone's going to break it It's not going to be <laughs> It was like, a Mexican that, standoff of, of silence Oh, that was awesome Gus, <laughs> did you
3: know Did you Yeah, I was going to ask Did you know if you go like this You can smell your mustache oh, I actually God, do
2: that uh, Involuntarily Probably 30 times a day I'll be like Did I get that beer on my yeah, I got the beer on my stash.
3: What does it smell like right now? Well,
2: I mean, beer for starters, you know, a little voodoo that's ranger, fair. but that's fair. No remnants of the hoagie I had for lunch, so that's a, that's a good sign. Looking up, uh, that's another good sign. What's, what what was does that it usually that-
3: smell like? Uh, I'd say. Sorry, Ted, we're having a discussion
0: here. <laughs> I would jump in. I had to take off the handle. Yeah,
3: come on, guys. You're yeah. you you you're not even a part of this. Look at your faces.
0: I was going to with that game
3: that Swagger had mentioned was. What
1: was I'm gonna, the name I'm of to
0: gonna, I'm going to clench up and grow it out right now while we're talking. She's Remember the, the milk game? I'm going to try. The milk game, you get a
1: milk mustache and then you let it, you see how long it's like a game of oh, chicken. Oh, God! You don't see, bring this up. No, let's, so not so, so, let's not Swagger talk about was that. So Swagger Souls was on the podcast and he, he mentioned this <laughs> mustache game where you take a a drink of milk and you get a milk mustache and then the it's sort of a game with yourself it's a game of chicken with yourself to just see how long you can go without getting rid of that milk on your mustache. It was
0: unclear if that this was a game nuts. or a form of torture, by the way, both of which <laughs> were kind of in there. It,
3: it was in the middle. It was
2: peppered in it was the middle segue, of a discussion man. about torture. It
0: was torture. to torture, so it's not so, good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that feels like the water torture shit to me where that drips right on your forehead, like, slowly. Oh, I would just God. feel it, like, because you'd feel it getting warmer, and you know that involuntarily something's going to drip in your mouth. It's going to be warm milk. Just accept it, and it's going to be 30% sweat. So I feel like I'd fucking... And lick that off in like twenty seconds tops. Oh, I couldn't okay. do that. That would just kill me, dude.
3: Now imagine it rotting, curdling, and curdling. Ju- just being okay. on just being on the mustache the whole because time. I'll be honest with
0: you, you this, this isn't bad. on the topics mm. list. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Let's, uh, Have you ever milk, heard man? about
3: skaifism? <laughs> I'm just
0: trying to get have us ever- out of
3: here. So you, you ever like been fed a lot of like like milk 2%. and honey <laughs> and sent out into a, a still water <laughs> lake in a canoe
2: guy. i haven't tried
3: you can't I move you're you just you're just judge. shitting out shitting Almond out milk, really. Really, really if it's, it's honey. liquid if you can Insects. put it in the cereal
0: and you enjoy it that's Insects what it's all about. just
3: start eating eating you to death scaphism you, you, you ever heard about you start heard that
0: drinking that milk
3: oh well i can show you i mean we can we can uh look up some videos on Leak after this if you're if you down yeah sure i'll send it to your beeper
2: be good you know this, the old page so guys <laughs>
3: page with an eye
1: before we before we uh reach the end of this uh this podcast i've sure. got one final question for you on the topic of liquids sweating them um because we did a would you <laughs> rather situation a while ago so i have to ask you would you rather um sweat blood or pus
0: oh god
2: man Ew. well <laughs> you i think that one you know what I think, just from a practicality standpoint, I feel like pus is the grosser one, but it's the easier-to-disguise one. Oh, and if, You interesting. know, like, hmm. like blood would be such a coloration issue where it's like Very you're pretty much true. gridlocked to, to wearing black shirts the rest of your life so that shit doesn't show up on accident, whereas pus could at worst look like really gross B.O. sweat, you know? Charlie is raising his hand.
0: I've got a question. I've puss got a question. question yes. yeah. Alright. You calling is this official? Are you calling on me? Yes, for pus related, related issues, on? yes. It's not pus related. I did have another question though. Would you re- <laughs> would you rather every day wake up and get one inch taller? Or would you rather wake up every day and get one inch wider? Ooh. It never stops. Infinitely. Wider. <laughs> really yeah you could, that's, at some that's point, the first widen we've gotten
2: on this on this podcast at some point you're gonna have to huck me in a room either way and at least i can
0: fucking stand up if i'm just getting wider you know well
1: the way that like, we discuss, we, the way it's that we really thought a
0: question of it, the nature of the threat you're gonna eventually pose yeah because right?
1: oh. the way that we thought about it is you get if you get wider you would would eventually just become like a saturn's ring around the earth Whereas like, <laughs> that
0: is the hypothetical. W- whereas
1: yeah. if you were to get taller, I mean, you would eventually sort of become like a space elevator to the moon.
2: Um, That's a good And point. beyond. So what
0: you're, you're, you're kind of saying now is you would become sort of the, the, the future envelope of the earth for new flora and fauna to, to sprout from, you know, return to the cycle. And it's I'm happy to do stuff. that
2: more than anything. I'm happy to do that. Uh, but now I'm honestly rethinking it in the sense that if I got longer, I could still have people directly come up to me and speak to me, I'm realizing. Ooh, yes, you
3: know that's I mean? very true. You would lose contact with everybody yeah. if you were just getting taller. Who are you going to talk to up there? Well, no, You I could lean-, lean
0: down, but there is danger. Fuck, if I'm
2: taller though, I could lay down. In fact, the inverse of that schlatt, If I got wider, people couldn't walk up to me, even if I was six foot tall, you know? They like, would
0: have to they would have to kind of
2: climb they'd up. They'd have you to like fucking on swim. You. It would be like another Mark Rober video of like the fucking cornstarch water shit. They'd Mark have to run across my Rober. little shit. You know? So you'd
3: be you'd be laying down?
2: You'd be bedridden your whole life as your legs just got longer and longer. Yeah, because I mean, let's face it. Ten days in, I'm gonna probably not even be able to support my own weight on my legs anyway. So I'm committed to laying it down. Might as well have people still be able to come up and kiss me and give me some food, you know, like stuff. like yeah, that. So That's as long true. as you keep
0: your head in the same place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The rest of it can go wherever where yeah. yeah. else. So Get officially answer wider as long as stick your pre- feet out of it and pray. <laughs> yeah. So
1: wider as long as provided kisses, smoochy smoochies, and food.
2: That's it in that order, yeah. All right. No, he wants taller. I've oh, actually. Want- well, okay. you know what? It's it's wider you with can the take iota. Both. We haven't had anyone do it before. But- I'm not taking both. Then I'd just be a planet in and of myself, you know. I'm gonna actually. I'm a wishy washy, but it's a big decision. I'm going taller again. Wrap me around the earth, baby. Come up and give me a kiss, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! Wow. I'll do well, it. thank you for there that you answer. And. Yeah. Well, hey, I got one now. <laughs> <laughs> Gus,
0: <laughs>
3: Gus, you're a Skyrim guy. Yeah. You like games. I like games. Would you rather have unlimited bacon? <laughs> <laughs>
1: is, is the, the, the joke,
2: the that, question, is the joke coming, that you're not going to provide a secondary option?
3: <laughs> 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 Would you rather have unlimited bacon but...
1: Clyde, you need what? to be able to
3: pull yourself together for this
1: <laughs> Come on man <laughs> You son of a bitch Come on pull it
3: together Pull it together Unlimited sir. unlimited bacon but <laughs>
1: <laughs> You son of a bitch Pulled together right but now But
3: no more games <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, is that the only option? Come on, finish
1: it!
3: Finish the question!
0: Why is so (laughs)
3: Finish the goddamn question? Stop! Finish the question! Say it! Would you rather have
1: (laughs) unlimited bacon?
2: But you can't play games.
3: No more games. (laughs) Or... (laughs) Or... You have games. Can I guess unlimited?
2: Unlimited games. Can I guess the inverse then? I'm guessing that potentially the inverse of that would be that I would have an unending multitude of games that I could potentially play, but that I would be severely limited. In fact, entirely limited as Charlie, to the potential your to eyes consume are red bacon.
0: To <laughs> no, that's not the inverse. Would you? Can we, okay, I'll, I'll just. Sweating. Would you rather. Why can you type
1: out or something? Gus, Johnson,
3: Gus, would you rather have unlimited bacon but no more games? Yeah. Or games. Unlimited games. Rip it
1: off. <laughs> Wax it. Would you rather have un- unlimited
3: bacon and, and no games? No more games. Or, un- or games. Unlimited games. (laughs) (laughs) And no games. Games and no games? (laughs) Unlimited games, (laughs) but but no (laughs) games.
0: But no (laughs) no (laughs) games. This is the fucking pinnacle that you built towards? Did you just fucking Chris Farley show me? You remember that? (laughs) All right. Well, I
2: mean. Which one's uh, it going to (sighs) be? Considering all of the parameters just that have like, been laid just forth, this like
1: is the weakest "Would You Rather" that exists in in the universe is, in our
2: dimensions. What's the recommended amount of dedicated wham tier question here for the server? Um, well, what's it gonna be? Well, both of them sound pretty decidedly unepic. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I'm gonna have to go in the camp of having unlimited bacon but no games. Why? Because. Strictly from a social standpoint, I feel as though I'll be getting breakfast with people more often than I'll be hopping on Discord mm. with people, so it mm. lost out, unfortunately. I'm sorry. There you go. What
3: about the second option
2: <laughs> swayed you? Well, at first, I will tell you, the Unlimited Games was alluring. Uh, yeah. but the later half of the proposition, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just, that's where it fell short. I felt, you know, and it was just the lack, you think? it was not only the lack of games, but the all encompassing lack of games that was ultimately alienating mm. for me. So. Well, it's been a yeah. pleasure
0: seeing you on Twitch. Uh, I guess I'll catch you now in IHOP.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I'll be an IRL streamer. I would be like it fucking is what it is. Sam Pepper out there. I would so, be uh, at Denny's.
1: So Gus um, for for the people who who've stuck a- around this far whether it's our audio listeners love you to death or if it's our video watchers on the YouTube where can they find you where what do you want to we're opening this up for the You got the any little, plugs
0: got any upcoming this projects your, you want to plug this, this is your is Sean, Sean Evans. Evans This camera exactly. this camera d- this can camera, I throw this on camera. Let me roll
3: out the red carpet for you yeah. roll out the red carpet I will
2: throw in a micro morsel of a Sean Evans thing, and then I'll say... First of all, you can find me on Twitch at Gus, Toon, or Gus Johnson. I'm Gus Johnson on YouTube. Uh, I make sketches and stuff, so you come say hello to me, please. Uh, I actually shot... Here's my Sean Evans thing. I shot a Hot Ones parody with Idubs three and a half years ago called Cold Ones, where mm. it was the show with uh, t- very lackluster questions and progressively colder wings. So, uh, I just, I mean, it was kind of like a Chris Farley show clone of, you know, like, you know, you're, so you're the, are you like a a real cop or what's the, what is, you know, like just nothing ones where you just stammer and then every wing went from like really undercooked barbecue slathered wing to ultimately in package still Tyson frozen wings and like Ian was just eating them and Mm. shit. But I shot it on his his uh, film person at the time. He, he brought a 4K camera. We shot it on his gear. He gave it to me. I had my shitty fucking 2014 MacBook Pro, and I couldn't edit 4K footage worth dick. And I wasn't smart enough to be like, well, I could just transport this to fucking 1080p and export it and like leave it overnight. So anyway, I didn't touch it for a while. And then fucking Max and Chad made cold ones. And then I said, well, Max, Chad, Ian, cold one, I can't fucking do that. So I've never released it. And I, wow. but one of the jokes in there was that I had an ex- there's my tie back here. This is the tie back to this story. I had a joke where I had like 50 of them. I had like a bunch of cameras. I was like, this camera, this camera, Th- those two cameras have been going out. I wouldn't, those, that camera back there, this. Yeah, okay, that camera's good still. <laughs> that guy's you know. got his
0: iPhone, iPhone out. Can we cut over to that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that so I, reminds I did that me a little bit thing, of
1: a uh, but... Sven's school project thing where with the cameras, like, with the <laughs> yeah. wide and the cut in and the zoom in and
0: stuff. That
2: exactly, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's my morsel. That's my overly long goodbye. No problem. Either Google
0: way, me. find thank, him on Twitch.
2: Find him so on much, YouTube. Thank you so much, Gus Johnson, for
1: coming on to the Chuckle Sandwich podcast. Um, You've
0: been our favorite. You were the Gus. horse.
1: You. Yeah, you were the, the horse radishy mustard. Let's <laughs> <to> go, dude. He <laughs> was the horse radishy mustard. It was ooh, it was tangy. It had like some tang to it. It had like a chow, just like Lightning McQueen, and he died of carbon monoxide poisoning. So, <laughs> either way, have a great one, guys. Thanks so much, Gus. Thank you. Bye bye.